was that the doctor that they had me go see for that was a quack. And I told them it was a, that she was a quack. I told the insurance, I was like, she's a quack. So they sent me to another doctor, and that doctor was like, dude, your back is messed up. I was like, yeah, I know. That's what I've been saying. And he's like, well, here, take these pain pills and come in for PT. And I went up to the lodge and the insurance. I said, see, I told you. That first lady say, in my head, second doctor put hands on my back and said, your back is jacked up. Like, I'm crazy for thinking you electrocuted me. My back's messed up. <laughs> but I'm the idiot here. Uh, yeah, for sure. You're the dummy butt, dude. I'm always the dummy butt. That's the problem. That's why I got electrocuted. That's why you got electrocuted, because you weren't paying attention. <laughs> I turned on the light, and they went, oh. <laughs> and they said, are you okay? And I said, yeah. <laughs> I mean, not really, but I, I guess. As okay as I can be. <laughs> Do you I remember I was so freaked out. I was like, what the f-? I was like, because I think it was the way that, that Diane had come up, and she was like, she said, oh, my God, something happened to Brennan. I was like, oh, my God. What the hell, dude? I thought something like... I thought you were, like, dead. And then when you come in the back and you see me, like, my shirt's unbuttoned, they're sticking a little... I was like, I was like, what the hell? And I was... I remember they were like, yeah, just pull your truck up. Up over here. I mean, you guys can you guys go home now. I felt like Darth Vader at the end of episode. <laughs> <laughs> Take my mask off so I can see you one time with my own eyes. <laughs> <laughs> you're just just a former shell of yourself and you're just like <laughs> like that little alien from men in black when they just, yeah <laughs> oh no we're back at it though B. we're Hello. back at it welcome back to the bruising bros podcast this episode number i think 11 11 12 11 12 somewhere somewhere in there i don't keep track of the numbers i, I just show up so i don't get fined well and it's funny is when i save them onto the computer I number them, but they don't. They're 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 titled like on like YouTube or Spotify or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's like that's the title of the episode, and so <laughs> we begin too creative. It's <laughs> way too creative. <laughs> but way, they're fun. They're fun. Dude. They they are fun. So, um, just to, just to kind of catch everybody up, that that intro is more so just a kind of a personal story between between the two of us about uh, a place that we both used to work at, but. <laughs> I got electrocuted. But, but, but he did get electrocuted, and uh, I, I, I'm trying to figure out a way to segue this, but it's too late now. He's already said the word segue, so... Segway is uh, yeah. like our go-to word. And I, and, and, but, you know, watching wrestling stuff, I don't know... I'm Actually, now that I think about it, this is kind of is a good segue. It had nothing to do with electrocution, but it was a pay-per-view event when I was a kid <laughs> for, like... It wasn't, like, the extreme wrestling, but it was, like... It was probably like ECW or yeah. something like that, where yeah. where like they would make like the ropes instead of like ropes, it would be like barbed wire. Yeah, it was weird because I don't I don't know if ECW was like its own thing because with, with when I was able to like when when I was allowed to watch wrestling by the point that which my mom said okay you can watch it, ECW was a part of the WWE, so it was a little bit different. It was like Monday was Raw. Tuesday was uh, ECW, and then Friday was SmackDown. And then the rest of the days of the week were just, you know, jerk, jerk off until Sunday. Sunday mm-hmm. would be a pay-per-view at the end of every month. Yeah, but. and so, but uh, we, were, we were at the house, and my dad had a friend over, and she was like, she was like, oh my god, like, you know, and it's I think it's one of those things that, like, like watching like the like that Vice documentary mm-hmm. on the extreme wrestling that exists like in the backwoods of the countries. Isn't it cool? <laughs> it's it, dude. It's gnarly, dude. Like, have you ever seen videos of that where it's like they're like taking those like fluorescent light bulbs and they're just like smashing them and the dudes are just bloodied up. Yeah, it's and like you like. Was it thousand ways to die? Yeah, and you just like it. it, it was, it's just it's super crazy because. Watching one of the interviews, the guy was like, he's like, he's like, man, a lot of people here don't understand how he can take this amount of pain and how he can just like day in and day out or week after week or whatever it was, just come in here and just have our bodies mangled like this. But he's like, I enjoy it. He's like, I, I just, I, I enjoy, he, I don't know. I can't remember if he necessarily, like the guy that they were talking to said that they enjoyed the pain necessarily or he particularly enjoyed the pain but he's just like it's just like it's just 
It's 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 fun. Another day at the office, hey, dude. For real, but it's like, could you imagine like your day at the office is getting a bag full of thumbtacks or like? I can I can tell you what it's like to get a, a body full of some volts. Out <laughs> <laughs> of commission, backs all messed up. So now I know there's people out there that are jumping on the tax, getting barbed wire to the face, and they're like, another day at the office. Now I look like a puss boy. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I actually I've so I've actually been cut up by barbed wire. And it had nothing to do with the military, believe it or not. I was actually hopping the fence from oh, our good. school into Kissing Camels because Bryce had left to go get the golf cart so he could go pick us up because he didn't want to because he didn't have enough room in his car to go pick us back up. And he was like, "Dude, he's like, once I get home, he's like, I'm not gonna want to drive back out there." So he's like, "I'll just swing around with the golf cart and I'll pick you guys up." And so we literally had to go into the back corner of the football field by that weird, like, ropes course-looking thing. And we literally had to hop the barbed wire fence. And I remember I cut up the shorts that I was wearing. I had this huge foot. It wasn't, like, it wasn't like a gash or anything, but I had this huge cut on my leg. But I was since I was wearing shorts and those, you know, being in high school, you don't really bring clothes over to school <laughs> to go spend the night at someone's house. Just go to your gym locker, get the PE clothes out. <laughs> and, you know, you just... And I was like, I was like, I don't know how I'm gonna explain that, and I and I think I it was like that was when I started like not just like, I I, I was just like I was like oh yeah we did, we hopped the fence, because it was kind of cool. I would never hopped a fence into a gated community before. Well now you're a criminal. And now I'm a criminal <laughs> for sure. Like dude, honestly, I think had security caught us, they probably would have been like, what are you guys doing? Had they caught you, I feel like you you like the back of your pants would have got stuck. You would have had a wedgie on the barbed wire. Oh man, <laughs> they would have been getting you down with one of those little poles. Like come here, boy. Yeah, I probably would have <laughs> run away. I would have probably finished hopping into the into the golf course in you know into the into the place, and I would have been like, oh man, I gotta go, and I would just start running. Well, two things. First thing is, I wish I was rich enough to say, I don't want to drive back out there. I'll get the golf cart yeah. or golf cart and pick you up. And second thing, yeah, the barbed wire looks like it's very painful. But I watched some of the other stuff that's that's not the extreme stuff, the, the, the WWE stuff and all that crazy jazz. And they be going up on them ladders and they jump off. And like, oh boy, style lands on other dude's neck through a table. And I'm like, bro. I don't care if it's fake. That's that's gotta hurt if you jump off thirty feet in the air and your leg dropping on some dude, even if you landed on your straight booty cheeks. You imagine that thirty feet cheek to the ground. And what's crazy is they do that every day. And they're never even bruised up. They're like, check this out. Jump in the air, swanton, they start spinning, they land on the other dude, and the other dude goes, Hoo! and then next week he's like, Yeah, I'm here. Bro, if you were to jump in the air spin like 360 whatever 180 720 however you much you got to get to get your back to land on me and then you pin me for the three count dude i'll be in a coma yeah for sure i'm I would, not i'm not I, getting up i would no and i i guess i get maybe it's because it's the whole we're trained professionals thing i'm not about that how do you get how, how do you get jumped you, on I think I think it's like that episode of Regular Show where they have to go get their their stuntman's license for that kid's birthday party, and they're just getting the hell beat out of them. And they're like, "Go on without me, bro." Well, that's even still like just too much. Like, okay, I understand. Okay, you're trained to do the athletic stuff and try to make sure you're not hurting somebody, but like th- that was like okay. So I know there's botched moments where things don't go the way that they're planned, and someone does get hurt. Mm-hmm. But when you got someone like Mick Foley who gets thrown off of a cell onto a table and he's just like, oh, we did it. And then he comes back next week like, oh, this is crazy. That's inhuman. Well, because how tall is the hell in a cell? Like how tall is the cell? <laughs> Let us look. Tall it, enough it, for me to be like, Yo. It's got to be at least 30 feet at, at a minimum. Because I would say that the ring probably stands about, I don't know. Like, just the ring, not counting, like, the posts or anything. Like, the floor <laughs> level of the ring is probably six, maybe six feet would be my guess. So, the original cell was 16 feet. So, what he got thrown off for was, um, off of, was about bigger than, like, an average house size. Um, like, over some story. But, nowadays, the more robust version, per the Googs, uh, 20 feet. That's a long. That's a long way to fall. Yeah, and to land on a table with like wires and computers and all that. Yeah, just like 
I, I feel like if you land on that, probably not as bad. Still hurts because it's twenty feet just mm-hmm. falling. Um, just your pure body velocity. You're not getting slammed. You're just thrown off. But if you land on something that's not soft, like you again, you land on a table, and you just go, ah, and then you're just, and then you're back, like, cause, cause, obviously, 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 mm-hmm. wrestling is fake. I don't mean to offend any rednecks or anim, you know, redneck anime fans out there. Shake my but, head, me. but you know, as as someone who who appreciates what it is and and what it does for people, there's there's just there's no way that you could fake that because they're not wearing pads. <coughs> well, and sometimes they are, but I read about this because I was like, well, they wear the knee pads and stuff. They read that. The only reason they wear that is to avoid getting burned when they slide in the ring. They don't get their knees all burnt up. I can... Well, yeah, because I... it sounds kind of bougie, but I think a 20-foot fall wouldn't hurt as bad as, as rug-burned knees. <laughs> okay, so I had looked this up because I wasn't sure, but I'm pretty sure Mick Foley got back up after he got thrown off the hell in cell. I think he climbed back up, and then The Undertaker threw him on tacks. Because Mick Foley put tacks on the bottom of the ring or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then Undertaker slammed him on there. So this dude got tacks in his body, thrown 20 feet or 16 hours. He got thrown off a house, this and onto a table. And that dude has one of the most successful careers. And he's just having a good time. I, for me, it, what it is, is there, there's got to be a point where your adrenaline just kind of... <laughs> It just stops doing what adrenaline's supposed to do. No, they're sneaking Advil, and that's what they do. <laughs> They've got to be coked out of their minds, dude. Ric Flair was. Woo! Well, look at him. I would be coked out of my mind if I looked like that, too. Dealing, wheeling, son of a gun, whatever, dude. I mean, look at like dudes like Randy Savage. Dude, he wasn't coked out. He was slim jimmed out, dude. I think that, and that's more dangerous than cocaine. That's right. You heard it here. You heard it here first, children. Do cocaine before you eat Slim Jims. <laughs> Just Otherwise, you crash into a tree. <laughs> and the next thing you know is you're six feet under. You'll never put the macho man six feet under. <laughs> it turns out Slim Jims' only goal was... They're like, you know, some executive at Slim Jims probably like, Hey, man, Randy Savage gives us a good PR because, you know, so many people grew up with him and his product's kind of new. We're going to hit our demographic. <coughs> but his voice is kind of annoying. Does he talk like that for real? Or does he, he just... He wrestled for so long that he's just in character all the time. And they're like... They're like, dude, we got to start adding some stuff to these Slim Jims, dude. <laughs> Make his voice better. I just, I just looked this up because I was curious. He was six foot one. So he's probably like, put me six feet under an inch of me will rise to the top. <laughs> Imagine you look at his gravestone and his little head's just popping out just the Dude. top of it. You go over there, like, pay your respects, and you hear, oh, I've got you for three minutes. Three minutes of playtime. I get, I get the heck out of it. Like, get me out of this graveyard. You're annoying. Yeah, no, I would not. No, I think. So, it's it's funny, because obviously, obviously wrestlers are, they're in shape. They're not just, like, flabby dudes. <laughs> no, and he, even the fat ones Even the fat shape. ones, and it's, it, it's, it's, it, you could kind of compare it to, like, like an offensive lineman in the NFL, where it's like, they're big dudes, and yeah, they, they got some fluff on them, but, but that doesn't mean that they're not athletic. Like, look at Mark Henry. He said that, like, all those records, like, being one of the strongest men alive. Huge. And he, he like, and you look at him, and you're like, that's just a fat guy. No! This dude's out here, like, he would, dude, he could bench press. Dude, he's fake fat. Dude, he would kill you. He's fake fat, dude, for real. He's fat to, to, to just boost his ego. He's like, he's like, yeah, I'm fat, but he's like, little do you know. He's like, I bench press cars in my spare time. Yeah, and if you guys don't know who Mark Henry is, look him up. Dude has a lot of world records for just strong man stuff. But when you look at him, you're just kind of like, this dude just looks fat. Yeah, and I, I, I think that's the dece- that's the most deceptive kind of of strong. There's so there's so there's old man strength where mm-hmm. like you know if let let's say that we were trying to fight our dads for some reason 
It doesn't like your dad could be skinny as hell, <laughs> but, but he's, he, he'll do he'll whoop you, dude. He get his little bony hand out. You be like, yeah. what are you gonna do? Next thing you know, you're waking up in yeah. the ER. <laughs> old man strength literally comes from just anime. Because it's just, you know, all of those old men like Master Roshi and just, you know, Iroh from Avatar and, you know, just, it's just, they're, they're strong because they've spent all of this time just training and they're just, they're jacked. They're just the strongest people on the planet and nobody, fo- you know, and nobody knows. Dad's been training for me just to pop up at the Dude, I, I, oh my, to- I swear to God, there's, there's no way that dads don't just grow up. Like... They, they have to train. Like, they find out that, like, you know, their significant other's pregnant. And they're like, that's it. I gotta start training. And they just do dumb shit, like, throwing, like, bags of sand around. So they can just, like, one-handed grab a 40-pound child and just slam him into the couch. You can't be your dad until you beat your dad. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, I don't know about that. That's why you see all them couples, and they're like, yeah, we can't get pregnant. I don't know what's wrong with him. That's why he, he can't beat his dad yet. He doesn't have the ability what, to dude, what, what if that is, like, some hidden, like, hidden underlying requirement to be a dad? It's like, not only do you have to have a good sperm count, but you have to be able to whoop your biological dad's ass. Like, you don't really have to whoop him, but you have to have the ability to whoop him. If you're not at that point... And, like, your dad can look at you wrong and just knock you out. You don't get a kid. You don't get a kid. (laughs) You don't get a kid. And that's why you see these people and they're like, oh, you just haven't had a kid. We've tried. We just can't do it. Yeah, it's like, like, you know, you get those people who are like, we're trying every day. And if their dad's dead, dude, it's too late. It's too late. Or if, like, like, you know. (laughs) Then they got to go fight Macho Man in the (laughs) system. To start the fight, they have to bring one gram of cocaine and a 12-pack of Slim Jims. Put it down there with some sunglasses. Put it down there with some sunglasses. Chant, you know, you know, chant Ma, some, Ma, some, Ma, some ancient mantra Ma, that's been, Ma, you know, Joe. that was devised by the Aztecs. <laughs> only then, only then can you have a child. But there's Zombies a waiting sad. list. There's, there's, there's a waiting list. It's at least six months long. That's you right. you got to reserve your spot with Macho Man. Macho Man Randy Zombie. <laughs> He's just waiting for you like, Oh yeah, my jaw, hold on. My jaw fell off. Oh yeah. Oh wait, so you want to be your dad? Well, I'm going to snip you like a Slim Jim. And, you know, it's very ironic R.I.P. Macho Man, but he was snapped like a Slim Jim for sure. Had a heart attack while driving a jeep, but that's not what killed him. The crash into the tree is what got. Him. Yeah, because you think you think you think Macho Man's gonna get wrecked by a heart attack? Hell no! I bet you he was like just like punching his chest, like come on, come on, restart. But he was so focused. <laughs> but on he's it. so focused on pounding his own chest, he didn't see the goddamn tree rolling up. <laughs> or he knew he didn't have the force. He was like, if I ram this tree. <laughs> That should jump start it right here, boy. Jump start my heart, just like Motley Crue said. And then you know, and then that—that that was the other end, you know, Macho Man, and the goat. That that segues into. It makes me wonder how many dudes who are in like that sort of business, whether it's whether it's wrestling or or the UFC uh-huh. or like even boxing, where it's like. That's just like that's a cause a lot of their problems is because they're just so jacked up on supplements all the time, <coughs> or doing whatever that their hearts just give out. Well, cause that cause we, we're talking about that. Kimbo Kimbo died of a heart something failure. Or other. Mm-hmm. Oh, what was he doing? Was he just doing like steroids or like drug drug? I would assume that if it's someone like Kimbo, my someone like Kimbo. <laughs> you know, a street fighter. Urban. Well, I mean, he was urban. Good. That's not a. That's not. That's not a stereotype. That's a fact. Good. Look at where he came from. Good. <laughs> but you know, he said because Kimbo's black, dark white, dark white. He, he's he's <laughs> he, he's dark beige. Okay. He's he's dark tan. <laughs> he's Philippines, but. But dark. further east, he, he's Philippine. <laughs> but just, just keep going till it gets dark. Go to South Africa. Go up. <laughs> if you're in South Africa, you've gone too far. Turn around. <laughs> Zimbabwe or nothing. 
but you know, it's like it gets to a point where it's like those dudes just get so old, and they're they're probably it's just it's probably just because their bodies can't just take it anymore mm. of of being like that juiced up on whatever it is, mm. which is funny because you have dudes like Ric Flair mm-hmm. who treated their body like shit for twenty plus years. And then drinking, I, cocaine, binge, wrestling, having promiscuous sex with all these women, he's still alive. And, it, and I think, it, and it, that's just the, that's one of those weird, like finalities of life, where it's what works for someone doesn't work for everybody. Well, and I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna go on a, uh, just out here and say I don't think it matters what you do, but I think it matters about your genes. I think your genetics have everything to do with it, dude. I, I could I could see that, but well, because think about it like this: there are some people, their genes they just can't handle the same sugar level. But you see these people in like my six hundred pound life and all that, and some of them are living full long lives, even while being that healthy unhealthy. Heck, some people are surviving cancer. They might even even have cancer, but they'll say they did. All I'm saying is is if you know. Not no no disrespect here, but if if your deadline is December, and it's May, and I still see some things, start asking some questions. Listen, we're just saying, don't fake cancer. Don't don't a PSA from the Bruising Bros. You heard you you heard you heard it first here, kids. Don't fake cancer. Otherwise, you'll lose your friends. Yeah, and with that being said, back to the genes. Some people get like like some people they get the cancer, they can get taken care of, right? But other people, it's just not going to happen. And some people die quicker of the same cancer than other people. I really think it comes down to the genes, you know? Like, that's why they ask you, do you have a history of heart attack in your family? I could see that, and I I think it's... I think the reason they ask for, like, histories is to see what you're prone to and what you're not prone to. Mm. Like, I think they take your hist- like your family history, and then when they go in there and you ask... Like, they ask, they ask you the questions like, you know... Do you smoke? Do you drink? Mm-hmm. Um, like, like, do you exercise? Like that sort of thing. Like, they can extrapolate the data of them being like, okay, this person treats their body like absolute shit, and they have a, a history of heart disease. This person is not on the right track. So, this is what I need to do as a medical professional to be like, okay, bam. So, you could take someone like Ric Flair, and let's say that in Ric Flair's family, his entire family history, not one heart attack, not one ever. And maybe that's why he's able to do what he did. You know, that's why he's he's, he's just a, coked out. He just and you know there could be that. Who knows? It could be, and I guess it could, it could be a whole genes thing too. Because maybe you know your genes could evolve faster than someone else's genes. Or maybe who knows? Maybe <laughs> this terrible. Maybe Ric Flair does have heart attacks, but then he takes the cocaine to jumpstart a little bit. He just he just he straight up just licks up like a like a car battery. He that's why he goes down. Like he puts his head down. Like not just because he's sniffing, because like the heart attacks are coming. He's going down. He goes, oh, woo, and he's back. To it. I don't think there's any scientific proof that if you're having a heart attack to do cocaine. Well, I haven't seen the study saying that. Now again. Don't, don't don't take my word. I don't I don't do this. We're not medical professionals here. <laughs> yeah, we're, not only are we not medical professionals, we're not druggies. No. As far as I know, I, I don't do any of that stuff. I try to keep myself as sober minded as possible, minus the, the occasional brewski. Again, brews and bros. Not to be mistaken with that hipster coffee swag, dog. Brews. But I will say, I've done. My fair share of cocaine. Oh, great! This is the but, place. This is the place to find out. This is the place. But <laughs> I hope your parents listen. They already know. Good. I'm an adult. What are they gonna do? Ground me? Your I rent pay went rent. Up, your rent went up to four fifty, but <laughs> twenty five for the coke and twenty five because. I don't believe Brendan. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> You're hanging out with a lie. I'm not, yeah. though. Don't do that, young. And it's just... I can see why people get addicted the way that people do. Mm-hmm. Especially with a drug like cocaine. <clears throat> Addictive personality. It is, it is a fun drug, for sure. 
And it's just like that lady on the TikTok said. Mm. She said, yeah, drugs are awesome. Drugs are fun. Until they're not. Well, another part of it is I think some people have some addictive personalities. Oh, for sure. So they can get to it really quickly. So, But some people can change that, but they'll still have an addiction, but it'll be something else. So even though they're better, they're like, wait, like, uh, uh, what's his name? Donnie Cates. That's who I'm thinking of. He's a comic book writer. Mm -hmm. Now... A lot of the characters in his books, they'll deal with like some kind of a problem, like some kind of a father, family kind of issue thing, some kind of drug addiction, because he had drug addiction problems, right? He since got clean off of that, but his new addiction is what they're saying is his writing. Because where most people write like a book like every two weeks or so, he writes six a week. Six comic books a week for Marvel. Big books. Because hmm. that's his thing. Like he's he's he, he swapped out the drugs for something more productive, but it's still addictive. Because rather than just oh, I can take my time with this, he's like I have all these ideas. Boom, 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 yeah, boom. Yeah, and, and I could see that. And, and, and I think having a, having an, an addictive personality could be a genes thing for sure. Whereas, like you know, like I know that there's like been studies like with you know families that have a history of alcoholism. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're born into that family, you have a higher chance. Right. It's not, like, a guaranteed thing that, like, if you're born into a... Like, if, you, like if you're Irish, for instance, <laughs> it's not guaranteed that you're going to be an alcoholic, but... The fact that you're Irish. But, my... the, but the fact that you're Irish, there's, there's a very strong <laughs> chance that you're probably going to have some affinity towards alcohol. And that might just be a cultural thing because of how... Big it is in the culture. And, and it, there's what, a and pub be, on every other street down there? Well, I mean, it's like here in America. There's a liquor store damn near on every corner. That's a so, good point. But is, so is it an American culture thing? Or is it well, how because old, of all of the cultures that have come to America? Well, how old do you have to be to drink in Ireland? Do you know? I think <laughs> European drinking laws are kind of weird. Because it's like, if you could... Like, I've heard that like if you can see over the counter of the bar right. at... You know, wherever it is, whatever country it is that you're in, you can drink. Or if you're, like, so, like, I knew that it was a law. Like, I think it still is a law where in Wisconsin, if you're 16 and you're with your legal guardian, you can drink. Now, according to this, on the Googs, 18 years is the drinking age in Ireland. Um, Which means you must be at least 18 years old uh, to buy, attempt to buy, or consume in, in Ireland. <laughs> they got three years on us, and 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 I mean it's it's funny because like like my dad growing up, um, he missed the cutoff, or he was old enough when they changed the drinking age from eighteen to twenty one, because so he was born in sixty five, <laughs> and they changed the drinking age whenever it was that they had done it, but they were like, yeah, if you, you know were born after this year, from here on out, you have to be the age of 21 to buy alcohol. But he's he was telling us that he's like, yeah, we were all grandfathered in. They were like, yeah, if you were born at this at this time, like you're going to be grandfathered in because obviously you've already been drinking. And, you know, the, and I remember when I was in the military, they were, they were huge, huge on trying to not make people alcoholics. That, that worked out for it, it, it works out some of the time, but a lot of the time it doesn't. Mm. And again, it is a cultural thing, especially in the Marine Corps, for instance, because everyone's like, oh, Marine Corps is full of nothing but alcoholics because the whole branch was created in a bar. <laughs> you know, so it's like, that's our heritage. Like, we're straight up, we were <laughs> literally, literally, we were born in a bar, you know what I mean? And so, rather born than conceived, you know. And so it's 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 one of those things where they had told us they were like alcohol is one of those substances that is so dangerous mm-hmm. that when you get sent to rehab for alcoholism, mm-hmm. they can't just stop giving you alcohol because you'll literally just die. They have to wean you off of alcohol mm-hmm. so you don't just die. Whereas like other drugs, you know, let's say that. Tonight, I was to leave this area, go find some cocaine, and do a three-day bender. I could wake up from that three-day bender, or do whatever, and I could literally just never do cocaine again. I might have some withdrawal symptoms, but nothing so bad to the point where I'd die. 
And so it's, that's, you know, that's a goddamn crazy thing. Well, and here's the other thing, man. Like, if you had a job where you know that regularly they'll they'll test you for these things, right? Mm-hmm. And you'd be like, hey, you know what? I'll get in trouble if I do it. <clears throat> Would you continue to do certain things? It's funny because military is a the military is a huge proponent of of again not they know that people are gonna drink so mm. they always tell you drink responsibly like the, the Saki's commercial exactly like and you know it's like it's it's their way of being like you have that choice like You're no one don't. like <clears throat> unless it's using the military as, as as the base platform of the conversation unless it's hazing. Mm-hmm. Where you're being literally forced to drink copious amounts of alcohol, you literally do have the choice. Like you don't have to pound twelve beers with your boy because he's having a bad night. Mm-hmm. You can, but no one's forcing you to. Right. And so, it's it's one of those things where you can get in trouble with alcohol mm-hmm. in the military. Right, just as you can get in trouble with alcohol in any job that you're in. Right. Like if you sh- if you know if I were to show up to work drunk, I you know hope and pray that you get a warning. Be like, hey man, we're gonna send you home. But if this ever happens again, you're done. You know, and that obviously you know you you'd hope and pray that you'd have that relationship with your boss. Well, <clears throat> but, not 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 to cut not to no, cut you off, good. but you know, um. But if it, it it's kind of like speeding. Mm-hmm. Are you going to speed to work even though you know it can get get you in trouble, but you're late? Like at that point, whose fault is it? Is it the cops' fault that you're late, or was it your fault because you know you missed an alarm or whatever? And mm-hmm. it's one of those weird situations where it could be your fault, but at the end of the day, like, is it your fault? You know what I mean? And so, or. I guess maybe that's not the best analogy. <laughs> now that I kind of think about it, but like people do stuff that they know that will get them in trouble, despite the consequences. Everybody, especially adults, I know that if I drink thirteen beers before I go to work tomorrow at five a.m., I'm gonna be hungover. I'm not gonna have a good day. I'm gonna do it anyway, though. It could get me in trouble, but as long as I show up and I perform. I might not get in trouble. You know what I mean? So it's I, I think it's, as an adult, you have that choice of being like, this could get me in trouble, but I'm solid, so I'm going to make that choice anyway. Well, and the reason why I was bringing it up is because we were talking about UFC. I know so many people get, get a lot of chances for that stuff that they, they, like they break it and they get caught all the time. John Jones. John Jones. All John Coke Jones, as I call him, as he always doing something with the coke. Or when he got into that hit and run, and then he ran back to the car, grabbed his money, and then ran away again. <laughs> but he's still in the UFC, and he's still one of the most decorated fighters in the UFC. So, do you think he gets more chances than someone else because that's John Jones? Or do you think there's more to it? Like, 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 you, what, what do you think? How many chances? Is too many chances for some bums. You, you could say the same thing for Conor McGregor too, though. But how many times has he? I mean, he's done some stupid he, things. He's done some stupid things. Don't get me wrong. I don't think he's done near as many as as John Jones. I mean, he just but, punched an old man. But I mean, but punching old men in bars, throwing stuff at uh, at a bus before a Khabib <laughs> fight. You know. But how much of that is, is real? It's not just kayfabe, as they call it, what? where they make a fake drama story. I think with John Jones, 100% real. John Jones definitely seems like the kind of guy that I'm going to really go out there and I'm going really to I'm, I'm really do cocaine and I'm really going to you know do a hit and run. Mm-hmm. Whereas Conor McGregor, I think because maybe mm-hmm. the UFC was starting to kind of wind down, where it's like, okay, maybe where it wasn't as popular as it, as it was. Like, in you're the, in giving the, us traction right in now. In the mid-2000s, like, you know, 2003, 2004, 2005. You know, that's, at least for me growing up, that was when all everybody and their grandma was talking about the UFC. Was that when Chuck Liddell was in? That was Chuck Liddell, I you see. know. um who the hell, like Randy Couture, like dudes like that. Yeah. Like just those big name dudes. Big dudes. Literally big name dudes big dudes who were just out there whooping ass. 
And, you know, those guys, everybody talked to... I think everybody who was around at that time knew... Has to... In my opinion, has to have known who Chuck Liddell... At least, at a minimum, who Chuck Liddell was. Chuck Liddell is the epitome of that little white kid mohawk. <laughs> exactly. And, and so it's like, it's like... But it's like... It's one of those things where it's like... There's, there's like, very few select fighters where... You could be like, oh, like, you don't watch the UFC, but, like, do you know who this is? And mm-hmm. they could be like, oh, okay, I know who that is. Kind of like I if just... you don't watch wrestling, you know who The Rock is. Exactly. You know or who if, Or, you know, is. if you don't watch basketball, you know who Kobe Bryant or Michael Jordan is. Or, you know, there's just people in each sport. Because they're so popular outside that trans- the sport. That just, they, they just, they transcend the sport. Because they're just so they're well known. They can take it to a new level. Thus, they get so popular. Like Conor McGregor, he got so popular. Like he is a UFC fighter, and he's one of the best to do it. All arguably, I'll say it. You know, he may have lost a few, but he's one of the best. You know, he's entertaining as heck to watch. And and I think, and if if I I it, it sounds like such a dig on the UFC, but I almost am willing to bet that there's there has to be some staged element to it just to draw people in like and i'm sure sometimes they do like when they do the little standoffs i'm 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 pretty positive sometimes they really are ready to tear each other's head off you know or just have some fun but i think sometimes there are certain fights where they're like hey make it look like you're gonna kill each other yeah push you back Mm because there are some where you're like there's no way you're gonna fight wearing that suit dude yeah, no way. I don't care how much money you make. You are not about to ruin a suit. You know, and and, and, and I'll, I'll keep using Conor McGregor as the example. I'm not saying that he faked punching that old man. That does nothing but bad for the UFC <laughs> and his image. I don't care who you are. I don't care what old man you're faking punching out. It's just it. Just, no one in their right mind is going to be like, hell yeah, dude. I support someone who beats old people's asses. How do you think that conversation where you think the old man was like, Excuse me, friend. And then he went, All right, who are you talking to, laddie? He's like, This ain't proper 12. Bam, and just punches him right in the face. It's like, Baby, get out the red panties. I knocked out another one. There's there's just, the, the, there's no way that that conversation A could go well and B that it would do, it would bring any publicity to the UFC that would be positive. Well, any publicity is good publicity. And if such thing as bad publicity, that's. That's what I've learned. I mean, just think about it like this. I could, I could see Hitler is a terrible human being, right? He's dead. But even with everything we know about him, uh-huh. there are people who are like, you know, they they support the dude. Yeah, those <laughs> are the those are the people that you don't want to hang out with. <laughs> no, but he still got you know he he has a following. You know, if people didn't know he was out there, he might not have had a, as much of a following. But you, you get the point. <laughs> For me, I Hitler probably not the example. For me, (laughs) Conor McGregor, Hitler, they're the same person. Conor McGregor's out there slaying, slaying fighters while slaying old old Irish dude. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna finish. And Hitler's taking Poland. (laughs) They both got beat by Russians. (laughs) Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! I can't believe it. Oh no! <laughs> That's I managed it. to connect the dots. It's like that thing. It's like you know, six degrees of Kevin Bacon, where it's like you, like if you find six different people, like you're somehow related to Kevin Bacon. We just found the six degrees of how Conor McGregor relates to Hitler. <laughs> That's that's too much. That's too much for me. I saw the this. That's all the pressure on your face when I brought it up. You took your glasses off and you're like, no. Yeah, Hitler is one of those fine. Things. <laughs> it's one of those fine lines that if if you cross it, you have one of two ways. <laughs> but to, to 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 bring it back a little bit. Don't mind credit. <laughs> To, to, to bring it back, you know, I, I, can, I can see where not having any publicity is a bad thing. Like, for instance, if we were to do this podcast and literally there was no one 
who was listening to it other than us, obviously we're not going to get anywhere. But even the people who were, say, you know, being like, yeah, it's good, but this could be fixed, or straight up, your guys' podcast sucks. And they tell people, just because they have that opinion doesn't mean that it's necessarily going to affect the opinion of, of people that they're trying to tell about. So I get the idea of that that Brad uh, that that bad press equals mm-hmm. good press. Right. That like there's no such thing as bad publicity because you are getting your name out there, like you're getting your brand out there. Right. It's you know it's like you know Jeff Bezos, for instance, mm-hmm. getting even more rich during a quarantine because he's some, be like the world's first trillionaire, something like that. Yeah. Christ. And it's like. You know that girl left. I bet she's really. And what's 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 absolutely bananas is there's going to be people out there who are like, "How did you get rich out of a quarantine, out of a pandemic, out of a out of something that's so devastating to the human race?" And it's like, "Well, how many Amazon packages did you get a week?" Like, and that's the thing is that's not his fault because not at all. Amazon even has a thing where they're like. Medical things are first priority. You guys can still order, but it's going to be delayed. Because I have I have the Amazon Prime. I have no shame in that. Usually two day shipping. My stuff is like minimum of two weeks out plus. So people with this knowledge are still using Amazon, but they're using it more so because well they can't go to the store. So if anyone gets mad like you're making that much money, I'll let it slide. You know about hey if he's not paying taxes, sure let him have it. He needs to pay taxes, but. If you're getting mad because he just happens to own a business that people happen to be using because that's what they have access to, that's not his fault. Especially when he's making a priority to make sure that the medical equipment is sent out first priority. I have my own opinion on billionaires and what they do with their money. As far as I'm concerned, it's their business. It's their money. They've earned it. I don't care that Jeff Bezos may not know how to, you know, pack a box of dildos in a warehouse. <laughs> I don't care. I'm being dead serious. Like I, it doesn't. It, for me, as a CEO, if you don't know how to pack a box full of orders for just using Amazon, is it'd be like the head of the U.S. Postal Service getting a billion dollars because you know your mail is taxed through stamps and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and you're upset at him because he doesn't know how to, you know hands deliver a letter if you don't know how to do that you're dumb if jeff bezos doesn't know how to go into a warehouse and pack a box i understand that there's other logistical things that he may not necessarily know but if he can run a business like fucking amazon with success i'm pretty sure it's going to take him maybe a couple of hours if that to learn the logistics of how this gets sent from over here, we take it, blah blah blah. Whatever happens. I for me, I, I don't I don't care. He can be that rich. I really don't care. As far as I'm concerned, I don't care if he doesn't pay taxes either. It's not my fault, it's not and it's no one in the country's fault. It's no one in the country's fault that he found a loophole in the tax code. That allows him to not pay taxes. It's like giving the charity. You don't got to pay it's, as much it's, as Exactly. Charity. Exactly. And if you're making a trillion dollars a year at a minimum, and you're donating even, let's just say, that, you know, obviously he's worth a trillion dollars. $100 million to charity. $100 million of charity. What the? And that's chump change to them. And you're not even, you do $100 million, you're like, oh, here you go. I'll give a million to all the charities. All it'll ne- and, and it'll never be enough. And so, funny enough, I was listening to uh, the newest Joe Rogan, Elon Musk podcast. Uh-huh. And so Elon Musk is obviously giving up all of his possessions. Like, he's not going to own a house anymore. Like, he's not going to own any homes anymore. Like he's, like, he's getting rid of all of these physical possessions that he has. And so when he's telling Joe, uh, Joe Rogan about it, he was, ta- he was talking about, he's like, He's like, he, it's an attack vector. Mm-hmm. He's like, people will just latch onto that. He's like, I could literally give away 99% of my net worth, and it would never be enough because I, I didn't give away that 1%. And he's like, so it's pointless. And, and that's the other thing is, <clears throat> like, Elon Musk has done a lot for the community, science and everything mm-hmm. as a whole. But it's weird because 
Elon Musk got big from what? PayPal? From PayPal. That's how he got rich. <laughs> and think about it. He made a service that people don't have to use. They just use it. And then they're mad at him because he made money off of it. But if those same people made that money, guarantee they would not be doing the same thing. And, and, so, and that's why I, I – obviously, like – and that's why they say that money changes people. Mm-hmm. That when you do get rich – you know, a lot of people tend to forget a where they can't like you know like where they come from and like and they like they forget their roots and they change and like they're no they're not really a nice person and and I get that and I I, I can see where that stereotype comes into play and where it's coming from because yes people money does change people if you have if you know let's just use the, this quarantine as as an example. You're not making a whole lot of money, so you're a different person now than you are when you have a job and when you're constantly bringing in that paycheck. Right. Now, scale that up to you're making $100 million a month at least. Who who knows what those – like who knows what that – like what that does to people. You gotta like, get bored because you have to get bored. There's because you're you not never, gonna want to work. You could never spend that much money in your life. You wouldn't want. I wouldn't want to work if I was Jeff Bezos. I wouldn't want to work. There's no way. I wouldn't give a fuck what was happening. Like he still is, huh? But you know, <clears throat> he's still making improvements and doing extra stuff, opening businesses, and I mean, it, it's a labor job. But you know, what you're getting into when you work at Amazon. It's all on the paper. And and. I, I, for me, I think with the whole thing with like his whole labor thing mm-hmm. with the warehouses, where it's like, oh, we're being treated un- unfairly. It's like I could see where they're coming from mm-hmm. because in a capitalistic society, that's just how it happens. But I could also see that the fact that there are labor laws, mm-hmm. there's no way. And I think from a practicality <laughs> standpoint, I d- I don't see that there's any way that that could happen. I could see you being shafted at your job, yes, because it happens to all kinds of people. Where it's like, oh, an arcade we work. Exactly, (laughs) it's like it's like you know, we need you to stay a couple of hours late. Mm -hmm. Don't worry, we'll pay you, or don't worry, we'll get you on the back ends, and you just don't get caught up on the back ends. It happens all the time. I can understand being upset about it. It's happened to me before, but. To the point where it's like, yeah, there's, you know, people are getting crippled back here, whatever the hell it was that was happening. For the labor laws, there's no, I don't see any way. It's not like, you know, Jeff Bezos is walking around paying OSHA off. Well, and the other thing is, again, you just, you can't please everybody, dude. You literally can't. Because you'll see someone who... Who's in a position and they're just like, hey, I'm going to help out these hospitals. And then some other person like, why did you help so-and-so? That literally happened to Elon Musk. <laughs> exactly. With, with, the, with the ventilators and CNN. He said, but we did try to give them to them and they said that they didn't need them. Or whatever it was that they what had happened. And it's like, it's... It, it, it's so strange that I think those are the people that you'd, that you'd attack. Is because, oh, they have the money, which means they must have some sort of power because obviously people associate money with power. Mm. So, oh, it's like they have to have some sort of power and in the that, way that things happen. And I think that people are not are not as mad about the fact that someone's being helped, but that they themselves are not being helped. Oh, for sure. <clears throat> like Because people are selfish. Like, oh, you help so-and-so, but you can't help me? And it's like, listen. It's like I can't help everybody. And it's like even if I did help everybody, someone else is going to complain. Yeah. Just like you're complaining now. Well, their complaint doesn't matter. Well, they think your complaint doesn't matter. So, mm-hmm. to me, you're both, you both ain't nothing. And, and and to kind of throw that back then, you know, money and everything, like, do you think Floyd Mayweather would be the same cocky dude if he didn't have all that money no. from his boxing career? He'd be some nerd. Cause he I can almost guarantee it. Because he went, he went to the Olympics, because I know he was boxing, right? But he didn't even win the gold in the Olympics. But he was undefeated in his... Uh, professional boxing career after that like so that, that's like the one he lost was in the olympics he lost it mm-hmm. comes back you know does his thing does a professional career doesn't lose a match starts making this crazy amount of money and he's just like i don't care I, and yeah i wouldn't care either it's and it's and it's one of those weird things it's like for me it's always been interesting to see people who are 
Because, like, I know you and I have had this conversation, mm-hmm. and I know that you said that if I had money, mm-hmm. I would make sure that the people in my life that I care about were taken care of. Yes. And I'm not trying to knock that by any means, because I... And I know you enough to know that that's exactly what you would do. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think other people who say that, who say grew up poor, would be like, oh no, I'd be cheap. Like, I would do this or I would do that. No, you wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. You would not be cheap. It, 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 it's like one of those scenarios where it's like, you don't know how you're going to act until you're in that situation. It's like, oh, I would kill this person or I would do this. And then that situation comes up and nothing happens. Well, and that's why people always ask me. If you have superpowers, would you be a villain or a hero? And I'm like, well, I'd like to say I'd be a hero, but I wouldn't know until I have that opportunity. Exactly. Like, I don't know. I might be a bad guy. I don't know. And it's not because I want to be a bad guy, at least it right just, now. It might be more fun. But Who it knows? just might be something that happens where I just be like, whoa, like that movie Chronicle, when that one turd gets those powers and starts. Yeah. And, and then they're like, hey, quit doing Or it's like, or like, you could eat, like even the movie Hancock, he had superpowers. He could have used them for good. He didn't really want to. He got drunk and threw a whale. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. He, he just, he wanted to live his life. And yet, you know, it's when people, people associate, especially things like money, to this hero status. That, that's, that's, but they always that's end up, that they always end up turning those people into the villain. And they get so disappointed. They're like, hey, you have powers. Why didn't you help me? It's like even Bill Gates. The amount of money that Bill Gates donates to charity every year and pumps into research and whatever, whatever it is that Bill Gates spends his goddamn money on, mm-hmm. that's A, his business, and B, he's doing things with his money. Mm-hmm. Let me, let me. His money. Not your taxpayer dollars. He's what? His, his money... His personal what? His personal money that uh-huh. he has done whatever with... Uh-huh. You know, you you can't get mad... Uh, why would... How could you get mad at Bill Gates for being like, Okay, you only donated $800 billion this year. Why not all $100 billion? Whereas it's like, okay, well you got a $1,200 stimulus check. Why did only 1000 of that go towards your debt? Where'd that other $200 go? Did you re- support? Did you really need those rims? Like, not did you? Did you really need a new Xbox? Did you really need a new TV? It's like you can't judge one person on what they do with their money, and then when you're called out for doing the same shit for your money, be like, "What's well, my money?" It's they're, they're the same thing. You can you you can't have it both ways, buddy. Hey, there's a wise man in the Bible who talked about that by the name of Jesus Christ. When he says, hey, homie, and I'm paraphrasing this heavily, but he said, hey, homie, you got that plank in your eye. Quit worrying about the speck in old boy's eye. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's what it is. Everyone's, every, everyone's so worried about what everyone else is doing that they just, like, can't focus it, on their own stuff. It's just, uh, but that's, that's a funny thing. Those are the same people, nine times out of ten, who are saying, mind your business. <laughs> what I do in my life is none of your concern. But they're the same people who are like, I'm upset that Jeff Bezos is going to be a trillionaire. Why? I'm upset <laughs> I'm upset that, you know, Bernie Sanders didn't, you know, win the nomination because you don't hold the same values that I do. Or whatever the case may be. Is it's the, the, the people who shout the loudest, in my opinion, the people who are the loudest are normally the dumbest people on the planet. Or those people who are upset that mom and pop shop went out of business while they were at Walmart. Exactly. Like, you didn't have to shop at Walmart. Well, Walmart has the better pricing. Yeah, but don't be sad that mom and pop didn't go out because you didn't want to spend the extra dollar on the, the, the quality product. You wanted to go and get the big chain stuff. I'm guilty of it, but, I mean... I'm guilty of it, but at the same time, I know how to balance things. Yeah, I, I, I do go to a lot. So, shout out to my boy, Andrew. Who owns a comic book shop called the Iron Lion? The Iron Lion. I go and I will support him any day of the week. Before okay. I go get any kind of figure anywhere else, he's where I want to go first. I'm like, listen, because I collect those figures, pops. I like to see him first. You know, be like, hey, love supporting it, and he does such a great job. You know, what I'm saying there's a Walmart literally like behind where his shop, literally is. behind the where he works. But he's just like, hey, man. He makes it a community. He makes it an effort. He makes it fun, and it's like, but that and that's the cool thing about. 
we're, you know, participating in a small business. Like, I work at a small business. Yes, you do. Like, I, I work, like, my, the place that I work at is a, literally a local, is a local gym. And it's, it's, it's crazy to see how big the community is without realizing that there's a real community outside of the gym. Like, outside of the gym, I would never think that those same people who are in the gym would mm-hmm. ever talk to, to anyone who goes there. But they come to the gym, and everybody knows who everybody is. And the funny thing is, your gym is still going to be open after this. And Gold's gym ain't. Gold's gym isn't. 24-hour <laughs> fitness isn't. Or it, they're kind of on the fence, but... And maybe, it's, play, maybe Planet Fitness might be because they're so darn cheap that everyone just keeps it going. And, 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 it's, and it's one of those things that, like, people want to say that, oh, I support local businesses until it's times like these. Mm-hmm. This is the perfect time to support a local business. But no, you're mad that Jeff Bezos is a trillionaire because you Because made you, don't have, you don't have trillion dollars exactly and i'll be guilty but i'm not complaining about being a trillionaire i'm like that's cool good for you man get your paper that's i'm a, trying to get my paper too <laughs> that's a, you know, and, and, and i think there's a very fine line between who those people are and who those people aren't because there's some people who are like yeah he's a trillionaire that's awesome he used the system to his advantage mm-hmm. that's great it's just like with a tax code he used the tax code to his advantage does it suck that he doesn't pay his taxes more or less yes it's not your fault and it's not my fault or his fault that he found a way through the tax code yeah don't funny. don't blame someone for being smarter than you if, if they don't they don't no they don't like that when <laughs> like it, people just don't like when when people are out smarter than them because then they feel like because obviously uh, yeah no one likes to feel like they're dumb I get it. I don't like to feel like I'm dumb. Which is why you can just do what I do and just play it off. I literally just play it off. Literally just play it off. I go, oh, yeah, I know. It's like, yeah, no, like, no, I. that's what I said. Although there are sometimes where I, I really do pretend to be dumb just for the sake of just like... Just for just for, just for, just for comedic laughs, yeah. I'll, I'll literally pretend to be the stupidest person on the planet. Yeah, because sometimes being smart sucks. <laughs> there are moments where I don't want to be smart. I actually had a buddy... I actually had a buddy who said something like that. He's like, he's like pretending to be dumb is fun. Being smart sucks because when you're smart, people look at you differently. Whether they want answers or they think you're pompous. Either way, you're not getting talked to. Yeah, because if but you, if you but if you at least pretend to be dumb, you can relate to people. Yeah, and and the other thing is like if if you're smart about certain subjects, sometimes people won't want to talk to you because they'll know. That they might be wrong and that, you know, you might try to correct them. But some people don't want to be corrected. They want to be ignorant. Yeah, they don't They don't want to be corrected or it's people who <laughs> they don't know how to be right. You know what I mean? Where it's... Like a sore winner. Yeah, it's like, I'm right, you're wrong, you're a dumbass. And it's not that they're saying those things. Yes, there are people out there who say those things. But in the grand scheme of things... It's it's how they're saying it. They're just very pompous and condescending about how they're right. And it's like I don't want to fucking be with someone who's always right. You know, and it's like, you know, you kind of tie it into the into the whole happy wife, happy, you know, happy wife, happy life thing. Mm-hmm. Look, I understand keeping your woman happy and keeping her entertained and keeping her, you know, whatever. Uh-huh. But you, you can't she can't always be right in every single situation because then you as the other person you're just you're not gonna feel very good you're not gonna want to be okay. like you don't want to be involved because you just you won't feel like you should be involved like it's like oh you're right I'm wrong and that, that's degrading as far as I'm concerned and to I, always be like on the wrong side of things, and I think that that's part of it. Is we live in a culture where everybody wants to speak, but nobody wants to listen. So you can't have a civil discussion without someone thinking you're calling them wrong and just trying to argue with them. When you're just trying to have a discussion, whether it's politics, monetary gains, or just anything in general, from PlayStation to Xbox, people just think that you want to attack 
who they are personally, just based off of an opinion, because you just want to open their mind and say, I don't personally think that way either. Well, but why do you think that way? And I think what it is, is, is like the, I, I, I think the internet has kind of tainted that, <laughs> whereas everybody thinks their opinion is dead-ass facts, because yep. they, they have found a group of people who agree with them, and you can't, it's kind of a touchy subject, but we'll, 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 okay, maybe I won't go there just yet, but something like being a conservative versus being a liberal, both sides are so far-fetched within themselves that you could never convince a, a conservative to become liberal, and you could never can be you could never convince a liberal to become conservative. And it's like it's like talking to a stone wall. It's literally like yelling at a brick wall, because it's like your point's not getting across. And I think that's why dudes like Ben Shapiro, Charlie Kirk, that dumb bitch who shit her pants at Penn State or wherever it was that she shit her pants. Rose. Uh, Literally, I've seen. I've seen the guy. What's his name? Uh, Myonia, Myo, Milo Yiannopoulos. No, he's the UK guy, the Canadian one, Steve Crowder. So Crow Stephen Crowder. Stephen Crowder. So you know, dudes like that are the conservative versions of all of those SJWs that not a lot of people like. Mm -hmm. They're that's all they're there to do is they're they're not there to debate people. They're not there to change people's minds. Especially dudes like Steven Crowder. They're not there to change people's minds. He doesn't want his fucking mind changed. He says that, so he seems more of like a centrist who just, you know, kind of maybe leans a little bit more towards the conservative side, but, you know, they're, they're, for me, it's, they're, those aren't people who, those are the people who shout the loudest but don't care what anybody else's opinion are. Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, you're literally talking to a stone wall. So, you know, using gay marriage as an example, let's say that Steven Crowder was against it. Mm -hmm. There's, If he's against it, there's not a, 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 a single way in hell that you're going to convince him that he's wrong. Mm -hmm. That's just what he believes. Whether it's who he was raised by, whether it was mm -hmm. the friends that he was surrounded by, his teachers, whatever, whoever was part of his upbringing, you're not going to change his mind. Yes, your mind can be changed. You can realize certain things about the past about yourself and move forward from those things. But at the end of the day, you're not really going to be able to change someone's minds. And I think that's the dumb thing with the whole Steven Crowder thing is because... Don't get me wrong. I think the people who go to his things and straight up just yell at him, I think they're stupid. I think they're they're, this, they're they're just like him, but they just don't realize it. They're equally as wrong. And, but I think him, or like people like that, or like Candace Owens, and they put themselves in these positions, and what are they doing? Playing the victim. Because all I wanted to do was talk about my ideas, but I'm being censored, and I'm this, and I'm that, and I'm that. And what is that? It's the exact same thing that the liberals are doing. I'm the victim. I was attacked by Ben Shapiro and his fucking cronies by their views. <coughs> you know, and it's just, it's, it's very odd that people just can't mind their business. So, let me, let me do the fun recap here. <laughs> Wrestling takes a lot out of you. The UFC is crazy. People be making the most money for just crazy things. And politics suck ass. Politics do suck ass. Super suck. And people who, 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 who are fans of a politician and not someone who, who just likes the way someone thinks your ideas, but you're an actual fan, you're a tool bag. Straight up tool. If you can say I'm a fan of, I don't want to listen to what you have to say. Nope, nope. I will, I, I will be ignorant in my independent status here and think I am better than you if you say, well, I'm a fan of XYZ, whether that be Trump, that be Biden, that be Obama, that be Bush, whoever. You say you're a fan of them, <laughs> done so. Doesn't matter. It's dumb. So no you all for suck. It. I'm, I, I love you guys. I, I, I like our I love our fans. That's what I love. Fifty four. We made fifty four. Fifty four subscribers. How many? That's, on, 
the, the, the Spotify. We still work in the kinks out on that one. Spotify but. is still kind of a little bit weird. I think maybe it's just like a – that could be an algorithm thing. I'm not 100% <laughs> sure. Um, you, you, you would definitely have to just share it. Um, we'll try to figure something out and let you guys know. And we're still working out on different audio things, video stuff. We really want to do more with that YouTube, but – Right now we're just we're figuring out all the kinks before we put anything up there for you. But but honest honesty, straight up fifty four subscribers. I know it's not a huge number, but to us that's that's huge. I never thought that we would ever cross fifty. Ten. And <laughs> honestly, straight up, like it's 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 baffling. I remember when I refreshed the page and I told you I was you know it was the same thing with the Spotify thing. I started to get giddy, dude. I was like, "There's," I was like, I, I got excited. We'll have to do a special event if this gets to hundred. We'll do something special for sure. Um, we'll pie your dad. <laughs> so, um, we'll pour dip spit in his coat. What we're probably gonna do is, um, we'll probably come up with some merch ideas. I'd say maybe at a hundred subscribers. Yeah, do, give someone a free T-shirt. Do, give a give a free T-shirt. You know, That'd free T-shirt. Cool. You know, you do an Instagram post wearing the T-shirt. Yeah, you know, something like that. So, so, you know, keep spreading the word, whether it's through YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, um, on and, Spotify. And if you do go on YouTube and sub, hit the bell, hit the icons, hit, hit the subs, hit the likes. You know, likes, comment, all of that stuff. Um, obviously, there will be links down in the description for everything. Um, so, you know, keep on listening. We'll, we'll we'll be here next week. Thanks don't, for. Don't know what we're gonna talk about next week, but don't we'll know, figure it out we'll, by that point. We'll figure it out by <laughs> next Friday. But you know, in, in the wise words of of someone dumb and famous, anything's possible with a small loan of a million dollars. That's how Dana White bought the UFC. So, with <laughs> with with all that being said, hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, we'll be back next week. See you guys. Goodbye, friend.